What's going on, Cardboard Addicts? Welcome back to another episode. I've got Ren and Sudan here with me, and today we're going to be talking about quite a few things. Let's discuss these topics. Pokemon Raging Surf, we're going to be talking about a Pokemon trading card game card decks app as well. Uh, Teal Mask, it's an interesting name. We're going to be saying goodbye to Ash. So sad. Final time. We're then going to jump over to Nostalgic's we're going to be talking about the pull rates for Harmonic Surge. We're going to be talking about Ren's video, which is uh, spectacular, or his live stream, I guess. He did a live stream. And we are also going to be talking about Vanquishers TCG. So let's get into it. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? Fantastic. Full night out. Awesome, awesome. So, um, we're going to be talking about, like, the first thing is uh, Raging Surf, right? So that, we've seen a few more cards come out, and uh, we wanted to show you guys those cards, uh, because I know that we've discussed uh, some of these already here on the podcast in the last uh, few weeks, but there are some new reveals, so... So all these ones, uh, if uh, if you're looking on the actual page here, all these ones on the top, which are the Yveltal, Garchomp, whoever that is. Parasol Lady. Yeah, I remember we had a discussion on that. <laughs> I don't think we ever got to down who it was, but uh, Mantyke, then we got Plusle and Minon. Those we already discussed. They were something we've seen before, but these ones are new. I already forgot what this one's called. It's meteor, 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 meteor. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's right. I still think it's a Sun and Moon era Pokemon. I, I think you guys said it was X and Y. y. I swear, but it, it was they did an episode about it where Ash was all, "Look at them come down," and the girl was all like, "Ash," and it was like weird. It was the blonde girl, right, Lily? No, no. I don't know. Listen, Lily, I didn't like even Cosmo. think this was a Pokemon. I thought Kirby invaded Pokemon here for a little bit. It's All right, so it was it was Sun and Moon. Oh, <laughs> told you. How about that for a stab in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Gen bad. Seven, apparently. Yeah, Gen 7. I couldn't even tell you where it came in in Gen Seven or what the relevancy is because I really don't remember it. <laughs> um, it looks slightly familiar to me. I, I it, it does have all the different colors, like the rainbow. Of them I guess it down, fits but... in the sun and moon theme being spatial at all. Yeah. I don't know. With this yeah. card in, in particular, I kind of like it. It kind of hits that like baby Cleffa vibe that we're seeing from Obsidian Plains. So you got like the the night sky, you got some mountains and stuff in the background, bunch of clouds up there, and then you just got these meteor, I don't know, plummeting to earth. So they collect the dust in the atmosphere and it, col it collects on them until they plummet down to Earth or whatever Pokemon planet. And then when they break, they get the Earth, they float back up. That's the cycle. That was like the story in the, in the show. I remember they did it. And they're like, oh, well, I'm so sad now that you got to float back up and we can't be friends anymore because. That honestly sounds Pokemon like an awful time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we, we don't see this Pokemon very often in the cards. That's for sure. 
I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever seen this Pokemon in a card form. That, like I said at the beginning of this, I thought this was something coming out of Kirby Land. And I feel like we've seen them. I've they they had to have put them in some sets. I I I mean, I've seen them, but I think they were just regular, like common or uncommon cards or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't anything. Uh, you know, we haven't seen any full arts. I don't think. Interesting. So. Now, does it evolve into something, or is this it? Uh, I think that's that's it. its final form. That's yeah. its final form. It's the no, one it's and a, only. That's interesting. Apparently, it was in Guardians Rising and Celestial Storm. That's about all I'm seeing here uh, listed. There might be some that. other one. But yeah. yeah, there's some pretty interesting looking cards for him. But yeah, that's a, that's a rare one. I think he's actually not as rare as the babies, though. Where's the well, baby forms? We've, we're getting another one of this card anyway. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys were, you know, wanting this or not, but it's coming for you, ready or not. I mean, it's a nice card. I think the art is cool. I think it's, uh, you know. It is pretty. I, it, like, it's going to be a card I, I will get. I will, mm-hmm. like, want to chase, but. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a pretty like card, uh, if, even if they meteor in it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard that and I was just like, ah, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely a card that I could see my son really wanting to get, though, because he likes all the vibrant color ones. All the old rainbow cards from Sun and Moon era, he collects those. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. totally see this being a card he really is, is going to want. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one is the Snow Runs. Snow Red, I like this one. He's all kinds of like, look at me, I'm Snow Red. And what's this one in the front here? There's a, there's another Pokemon. You can see its spike kind of in the front there. I think that's, that's just um, I think that's just like an imprint of a Snow Runt. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's just the cone. You right, yeah. fam. You right. No cap. If it's gonna be a Pokemon, what is that new one in Scarlet and Violet? The, um, it's a Titan. Yeah, that's the one I was kind of thinking. Like it's kind of off the screen, but now that I think about it, Zen outsmarted us all and was like, "Dude, snow, snow." Yeah, it definitely, snow, it definitely looks like, angel, bro. It definitely looks like it's a snow imprint, just because of like the yeah. shadowing effect that you see up here, even too. But um... I'm caught up now. I'm, I've watched <laughs> the rest of the series now. We're we're good now. <laughs> hey, you're still, you know, you're still on like the same level I am. I haven't completely beaten the game yet. And I honestly haven't used like any of the new Pokemon outside of Annihilate in the game, so that's about the only one I really know anyway. Are those meteor? Lay are those berries in the snow? These are berries. Um, they kind of got they... that rays coming up, that like that that yeah, yellow snow effect that's coming up. Oh so yeah, with them. the uh, <laughs> you know I didn't even I, think about that. It's I just, think the, just a, a, a simulated hollow. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Oh, it's kind, but of, don't, kind of interesting. Careful there, Ross. Uh, there, uh, snow run. Don't don't eat the snow. Don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> uh, what else this we got? One. We have a Groudon. Bad ass. Yeah, this one looks that sick. Is a, that is a cool card. I like that. Now, do you think they're excited. gonna get the Kyogre? Or is I that called be it a, a couple story? weeks ago? And I'm sure they and, are. And Gonzo said bet. He doesn't. I was all like, 
I'll take that, you know, because I, I called it. I, I could imagine this being one of those types of cards where they have both arts and you're going to have the Kyogre because he's right on the shore of the water there. Yeah. So I can only I can imagine that they maybe do like Kyogre facing him or something like that. The dual arts where you yeah they they go together. Yeah. So they that would bring in the Reno's in the background or whatever. Yeah. That would be cool. You know, it would be it'd be awesome if they did the um, you know, in in what were those cards? Heart Gold Soul Silver. How they had like the six different cards that all kind of like went together to make like a similar art for each other. It would be mm-hmm. cool if they did that. And then they had like Ho-Oh and Lugia. Are you like, talking about the, the skies one? of these? Yeah. The Legends. Because I remember I have one half of the Lugia because that's uh we won it from high 187. I, I ended up getting I have one thing. half of one of them, and I cannot remember offhand what it is, but it's in Spanish because I pulled it from one of those Spanish booster packs I opened. Ah, yeah. By our powers combined. <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll make some kind of collection here. I don't care. I get major nice. Godzilla vibes off this card. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Fan. Fun. Uh, got, <laughs> He's a fan. We got Godzilla minus that's coming out soon. So I'm excited for this. This is this looks cool, and I'm looking forward to the other half of Kyogre. I, I'm with you, Ren. I think they're because you can see the surf kind of coming in. Already. Yeah, you got so, you got like, some of the the waves splashing up. So. Which makes me also wonder, is is there going to be a Rayquaza in this set? Or is there somebody like kind of in the middle there that might be like, I'm, whoa there, bros. See, that's what I'm talking about. You just get a bunch of different legendaries that all have their own cards. But like, if you put them all next to each other, they make this big art, you know? I don't know. Hmm. That's just my my theory idea it would be cool i don't think it's going to actually happen but it would be cool yeah it's in line with what they've been doing lately because they did those charizard they did the blastoise i mean they technically look like different lines but i mean you can line them up they're one art piece so yeah wouldn't it be cool if they did an entire like if they did like one of those you know special subsets or whatever the case was like but they only did the legendaries and the mythicals and, that would be kind of and cool. just made just made an entire set of like art cards like these of just the legendaries and mythicals and like not really you know they'll not do like commons and uncommons and stuff like that just do art cards as like the common cards and then maybe full arts or something like that as like the more you know um i guess rare yeah have cards. like some some chases like one chase card at the very yeah. end but it could be one of like 15 different cards or something that would be a, that would be a crazy cool set if they did something like that. Yeah, yeah instead of incorporating it to like a larger set, like they would do, kind of like the tail end of Cosmic Eclipse and stuff like that, where they have those sets, like where it's just full yeah. arts yeah. or like the character. And if they did something like that, where they did like the whole set like this, being like the art cards, and they did that, what you're talking about, which is basically like intertwine all of them in yeah. one art. And, like, obviously they can't have them all in one area, but, you know, like, if they have it, like, spanned out where, you know, you've got, like, the, you know, the Kyogre and the Groudon, and then, like, kind of off to the side, you can see, like, a little piece of maybe one of the other Pokemon, like, Lugia or whatever, flying through, and then you have, like, the actual Lugia card, and then, like, that one has a part of another Pokemon 
that's one of the other legendaries, and it just kind of makes one big collage. So kind of like that would the be gold awesome. cards from what was it, Z- Crown Zenith? They had the those gold cards that really yeah. made the, like a panorama type like mural effect with Arceus, uh, Diaga, mm-hmm. and Palkia. I, yeah. I'm on board there, or even more kind of like like the the tin sets. You know how we get the, the mini tins. Yeah. Set. The exactly they have those cards which would be that's what i was thinking cool they did that but not in the mini tin where the corners get messed up and nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah. but but no but you know what they could do is they could actually make the set where like you only get mini tins right because it's not a really huge set but like if they just did a mini tin set and it would just be these cards you know these art cards plus like some full art or whatever but like that would be the product that you get is mini tins that would be cool I think. Well, hey, I mean, maybe it happens. Nothing said it's hurt. not going to happen yet. I mean, I think we're, I mean, we're shooting in the stars here, I mean, but maybe it'll come back to us Pokemon, like anywhere. Pokemon watches our podcast. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't they watch our podcast? <laughs> They've taken all of our good <laughs> ideas. If you do watch the podcast, you guys are welcome to that idea. Free of charge. I won't charge you for it. You know, you're also welcome on the podcast if you guys want to. <laughs> we're, on we're not asking for uh, We just want to see what's up. Come be our neighbor. All right. We have this one is one more my favorite, card. I think. Yeah, this one is the one I think out of all of the four new ones is my biggest chase. Uh, the Age of Slash. I'm a big fan this, of Age of Slash. This makes me want like a yeah. new top set. Like, this makes me feel like they pulled this. From an like the movie, like a scene from one of the Pokemon movies, it's got that right. art style that that, that kind mm-hmm. of that almost looks anime style. I, I love the coloring on it. Yeah, it's giving that pseudo hollow effect. Um, but yeah, I like it. I don't like Aegis Slash or the whole Aegis line. I'm not a huge fan of that line. I don't hate them. I just think it's you know weak designing, but. It's still a fun Pokemon. I'm not taking it away from anybody. but it's a competitive Pokemon. I've seen it pop up in several over the years. You know, competition. I mean, it's way better than a Flounder. So, hey, it's way better than flounder. a lot of these new Pokemon. But I will say, like when Age of Slash first came out, what was it X and Y? I wasn't a huge fan at first, but it's definitely grown on me a lot since then. So, I mean, it's a pretty cool Pokemon now. It's a cool card. I am not a fan of the Pokemon itself. Well, this definitely gives off some like major Legend of uh, Zelda vibes here. Which is like, why did they release this in two generations before Sword and Shield? I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you yeah, I think they were planning that the Sword and Shield franchise at the time this released, but maybe it was too late to go back on it. You know, maybe they printed too much product with it already or something. I don't know. They missed a huge opportunity to take this <laughs> Pokemon and this incorporate it into the lore of Zamazenta and Zacian because of the whole Zord and Shield stuff. They were like, were incorporated with the Aegis Slash, Edges, you know, all that. That would have been even cool, kind of like the f- merging of Pokemon to create, you know, that, that would have made sense. I would have seen cool. But no, they missed it. They're like, no, we're just going to have some Zacian, inanimate Zacian and Zamazenta. Zacian and Zamazenta using other Pokemon as weapons. <laughs> just picking them up. See Zacian running up and just grabbing Aegislash by the, the handle. It's up here no different than Ash. 
he picks up Pokemon and uses them as weapons. <laughs> well, I mean, he's uh, Ash. He he can break the <laughs> norm. That he can he can bust through that window and just go through for it. You know. No, they're just gonna have Omega. They're gonna do Zen's card idea, and in the middle, Ash is gonna be in the middle of all these blasts coming, and he's gonna turn into stone, and then the tears are gonna bring him back to life. His Pokemon's stupid. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought I mean, that was the silliest thing. That's in the world. certainly Kids a fan come. theory. <laughs> <coughs> no, no, no. I, I love I that movie. So leave it alone. Don't you dare mess with that. Sad. That part of that movie cry. made me laugh so hard. I'm like, I cried so hard. <laughs> he was so He's dumb. Dead. Like, hey, hi, Mash. I'm gonna run in the middle of these two powerful Pokemon's attack. That's my game. It'll win. I'll survive. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was right. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he, he did survive. <sighs> At the end of the day, he was he he was okay. He came back to yeah. life. It's all good. I tried to. So, the jokes on. Out. So the jokes on you, suit on. Ha, sucker. They're all like, God, look at this dumbass tears. Um. All right. Well. Anyways. Um. <laughs> let's talk about the trading card game. Uh, card decks app. That thought that was pretty cool. That's uh interesting. This was a cool app. This was a really cool app. Um. At least when I started uh doing my YouTube gig. Uh, way back was it 2019? You know, when we were bright eyed, not even like care in the world, product was everywhere. We were happy, and they had this wonderful app on our phone that oh, I pulled this Charizard from this set, or I pulled this card from this set, and then I could just go, Oh, how do I catalog it? Pokemon provided <laughs> a cataloging device that I, I cataloged all the way back to black and white, I think, heart gold and sold silver. Um, where you just like actually use your camera, it would take a picture or scan your card and add it to your uh, collection. You can look at the cards, re like read the cards. It's got a full art on them. It was super super cool, and like it ran through at least the beginning of Sword and Shield. I believe it was on there. It was clunky. It had its problems. It definitely would scan like a Meowth card and be like, did you mean Geodude? And be like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like <laughs> pretty close. It's, it's close enough, but I'm like, I can see like where this thing is, where I think that the Pokemon TCG live should be like, have some sort of cataloging service and allow us to scan those cards and use those as playable cards. But that wasn't how this is, but this was just fun. It would catalog and try to say, Hey, you, you have this much cards left. But it was it wasn't always to on top of all the promos and it missed stuff, and they're ending its life on September twentieth. This uh, uh, it looks like they already did because I couldn't get into the app even before we were even started recording tonight. So, um, oh really? I can find like it. They may have already pulled well, the plug on it. So I actually use this app. Um, I tried it for a while, and um, there's just better cataloging apps out there. Oh yeah, the all collector. And a few other Poke collectors, yeah. Poke collectors, great. Uh, there's another one out there too now. I forget what it's called. Um, I actually have it on my phone. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's actually Pokey Card, Pokey Card EX, I think it's it is. Um, yeah, po uh, Pokey Card EX, and it's actually, in my opinion, um, 
it works better than Poe Collector. Um, and it's, it doesn't have like all the ads that kind of jump in the way and all that stuff. But I mean, like if Pokemon would have done a better job with this app and kept it more up to date, I think, like you said, there was stuff missing from it. Um, there were certain sets like subsets and stuff like that that weren't there. Um, it, I think if they would have done a better job of keeping it updated and kind of like improving on it, um, it probably wouldn't be getting discontinued right now. <laughs> Most well, they likely. should have just done a better job advertising too, because yeah. I didn't even know this was a thing until today. Oh, really? Like, well, yeah. I like I'd never even heard of this before, ever. Yeah, I, it would have been nice if they had, had like achievements and other things that would have like, oh, you got this set complete, or you got this many of the set here, have this card, or use this in the Pokemon TC. If they had incorporated it some way into the TCG Live. It would have been a major service for them. And it was yeah. so cool to be able to see the full arts and certain cards, you know, on it. Um, it was, it was just, the, it was clunky. The scanning part is actually a great idea because, like, the scanning, you know, if you don't know what set it's from or whatever the case is, you just scan it and boom, you've got it. You know, like, it pulls it up for you. So it's mm -hmm. actually a really cool feature that you don't normally get with, like, Poke Collector and stuff like that. But, yeah, like you said, it's clunky and it, you know, it just didn't. They didn't optimize it, I guess, properly, and that's a real shame. I so. think it's one of its biggest where like downfalls was the fact that it couldn't differentiate a unbroken bonds card from a McDonald's promo card. It, it you know it was the same thing, but it, honestly, it's one of those like uh, as I said, it could it, it's a good idea. It's something that could have been if better for you know supported it would have been awesome well and maybe that's what this is going to happen um like with ptcg live because i know you mentioned that earlier sudan uh somebody put on here in the support page says why did you decide to sunset the pokemon tcg card decks app it says the decision to sunset the app was made to dedicate our full resources to the ongoing development of pokemon TCG live ensuring that we are devoting our efforts to providing players with the best possible digital Pokemon TCG experience. So well, that's exciting. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll give us uh, more avatar options in, in Pokemon. Oh, wait, that's yeah. not something we actually give a shit about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they're going to give us. But I mean, like, at least it sounds like they're going to be doing more with PTCG Live and maybe that's part of it maybe like maybe it's not a soon type of development but maybe it's an eventually development where they take this card decks and they do implement it into live it See, seems like that's what they're trying to do put all their eggs in that basket now so instead of having a bunch of these that's a terrible basket that's a terrible basket it, it needs I mean, a lot of it, but. it does it needs it needs some some work to be honest with you but i mean i guess i guess it makes sense if they are like they they said they're going to be dedicating their resources to that so yeah, it keeps I mean, everything central improving it yeah it moves everything to so, one program instead of having you know the card game mm -hmm. and the card decks and you know whatever else and i, right. I kind of get it yeah. let's just Curious hope they actually the do it and make it well, here's right. the thing: is on the App Store, at least on the Android side, because Android's better. But uh, you can take a look at the um, take a look at the way this uh, is rated. It's got a 2.4 on the Pokemon Live. It's the new TCG Live is a 2.4 out of five. 
on the ratings. So that means, I mean, it's, it's got bad. a lot of room for improvement, it says. But I was trying to see it's got a million plus downloads. I'm like, I wonder if it's actually like a successful. It's doing better than the previous incarnation because that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, having having the game just on mobile by itself right. was like a massive thing. So, yeah, and that's the that's the good thing about uh, the current live is that they've got it on the mobile. Um, I mean, personally, I think that the previous game looked better overall. Mm-hmm. Like it just it just looked better. But I think that this one's probably just built the way it's built because it also has to work on mobile, and it you know, they kind of yeah. have to optimize it for mobile as well. And it, it, so I get it that it, you know, it just kind of like sucks that we kind of went from something that looked really good and looked, you know, pretty polished to something that does not look polished at all. Well, you know, I mean, they I have the hilarious PTCGO map where you can't trade. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I was really, I was really bummed out of, about that at first but the way they kind of do it i'm okay with because it's it made it easier to get cards you need for decks right so like for example that chin pow deck that i made that i've been playing with a lot in ptcgo if i didn't had if i hadn't pulled all the um chin pow then i would never have been able to play that deck you would have been trading and everybody and their mother knows that oh this is a popular deck you're going to give me, you know, 72 Obsidian Flames booster packs for it, or else you're not getting the card. <laughs> and it was right, like right. absurd trading market type of things like that on there. That was kind of weird. It, it does feel weird still that it's a trading card game that you can't trade, like you said, but at least I feel well, like this is much more manageable for a, a like a single player type of perspective. Well, I do uh, like the fact that now that like with this current version, I don't know if they have any way of doing this but like before there were websites that would sell the virtual cards and i mean like i don't think you could do that now right i don't think so yeah because there's no way to trade them there's no way to trade them right so yeah so, if I you mean, were doing that you would just somebody would buy the card from you and then you would just have to link up with them and trade and then that yeah. was it you can't do that well, i mean the codes are still codes are useful if they don't being if they're sitting there and they haven't been used right so if you so I guess you could to... you could buy I guess you could purchase codes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can use the in-game okay. currency to buy codes, and that's what's kind of like it's almost self-generating at that point. If you play enough and you open enough, or if you do enough code cards, like you're generating enough in-game currency right. to buy the singles that you need and also buy pack more packs if you want. But yeah. The rewards well, for the game are already pretty good where you're getting like if you do your dailies, yeah. you're gonna get packs. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, and, and the, the way for... that the way that you can like pick up cards that you need and you trade in game, um like I think you trade like points or whatever, you get points for doing certain things and you can use those points to get the cards that you actually need for your set, which is actually really a good idea. I think it works very yep. well. But and I, and what I was talking about was like the purchasing of codes and stuff like that. I guess you could still do that. You could yeah. still go. I mean, I'm sure there's still websites that sell codes. You could buy them and then use them for the game. Um, 
Yeah, they're still scanning so, YouTube videos that they give out the code cards, and that's why when you go to like Nates or anything, they're going to be used because yeah. these apps are actually grabbing them and then selling them immediately. And you can still, they'll email you and you put them into your app. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's like that's why I'm like, I never show a code card because I'm like, I'd rather give it to somebody that I know is going to use it or use it myself. Yep. Yep. You know, but. It's 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 definitely a clunky system, and the trading is kind of odd. But I think it could work if they did it right. But it needs work. Well, talking about another uh, game, uh, Teal Mask, that's coming up. Okay. Yeah, that's the uh, first DLC of Scarlet and Violet. So it's an yeah. interesting name. And I think we'll have, uh, I think it comes out here on the 13th. And I think Edith is going to be coming on the podcast again here. So we'll have Shiny Edith to talk about the teal mask here in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So that'll be exciting to have her back on. She is an honorary member. Yeah, honorary member. It's not, she's not a honorary member. She's the honorary member. She's an honorary <laughs> member. She's very honorary. Yeah, honorary too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, the teal mask is the first of the two DLCs. Like we said, um, the second one being the indigo indigo disc. Uh, so this one says it's the first expansion in the hidden treasure of area zero. So it's going to be the first time we get to like expand on that. Um, this is Bulbapedia, by the way, Bulba garden, mm -hmm. garden, whatever it is that we're looking at here. Um, it's saying this is actually kind of a cool site because it's breaking down everything, like all the new trainers you're gonna see. Um, Spoilers, Briar, Parent. I mean, I think all this has been known for a while. Uh, the Briar. new, the new Pokemon Poltergeist is gonna be there with the new Diplin form. What in the hell is that? It's the three monkeys: the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. This? That's not a monkey. Bear monkey. <laughs> I don't that, even know what that is. That looks like a wolf to me. The bear of some sort. It looks it's, demented. It's it's called an oaky dog, so it must be a dog. I don't know, but you got some weird like monkey thing too. Yeah. See. <laughs> like, what are these things? These don't even look like Pokemon. They look like um. Something Monkey you'd doodling. see on like skateboards in a Hawaiian surf shop what or something. What I doodle in the corner of my notepads during class. What was the um the the bad guy team in Sun and Moon? Team Skull. Team I feel like Skull. this is like graffiti they would do on the back of a hut or something. <laughs> yo yo yo. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. So I don't know what any of those are. And then this is apparently the teal mask Pokemon. He's a mask. God. It's Lucario with a mask. Whatever it is. Which Honestly, is I don't even know what it's supposed to be. I grew by the foot with a mask. Yeah, I guess I, it's, I don't know. I guess it's a bird like a bird mask or something like that. I don't I, don't know. I mean, clearly um, it's some sort of bird. You know what it kind of reminds beat. me of a little bit? It reminds me of the um the mask from Crash Bandicoot, you know, the floating mask that always stays yeah. in Crash. No. It, it feels like it's that put on 
a like half body of decidui and then it's got little <laughs> legs. So, uh, I have no idea what it is. I'm I probably won't know what it is after Zelda. the DLC drops either. <laughs> I'm just proud of you for not mentioning Zelda. Thank you. I'm over it. Uh, you know, it does kind of look like Majora's Mask, but I wasn't going to go there. It looks more like the... Um, I, I can't remember the mask from Crash Bandicoot, but that's what it looks like to me. So this, we they're got like all a connected. Look at it. He's got a crystalline entity. Yes, terrestrialized and everything. Yes. I guess mm. they had to make everything terribleized. I mean, terribleized. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using that. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Of course, we got Diplin, which is the new dipped apple. Yeah, he's the candy apple with like a really <laughs> sharp. I think stem. somebody just drew it wrong and they're like, that's a new Pokemon. <laughs> what if we take this and put caramel on it <laughs> red caramel um it also will be returning over 100 new pokemon as well so yeah for all those those people complaining that there wasn't any good pokemon in the game like me uh there's gonna be some good pokemon returning so well it can't all be pokemon go all right which is yeah, Pokemon the Go most can Pokemon. go. Hey, but you can't gotta give it credit. It is to this date the most complete Pokemon game of them all. It's probably the only one to have its own national deck that's gonna be completed. Let's not give it that's any true. credit where it really doesn't deserve. It doesn't deserve it, but it's the one game that managed to do it where nobody expected. <laughs> you know? I'm waiting for somebody to go back and like fix black and white where it's got the national decks and everything's available and it just to prove people like you wrong. <laughs> um, no, I know my brother's going to be happy with this cause he's a huge nine tails fan. So he's going to be happy that Vulpix and nine tails come in here, but um, you got some notable ones like Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Snorlax is be coming into it. Um, we got some good Johto Pokemon here. Tyrogue, Hitmontop. Um, very short take. list of several of these because like we already are now into Gen Four. Yeah, <laughs> With but hey, at least we're getting some of the starters here. You got the uh, Gen Four starters at least, so well, that's we're getting some variation. I think that's mm-hmm. because there's a big deal about the starters they were pushing out about the Starter Island or something. Like it's the first game where you can like actually go catch all of them. But it didn't show anything about um, Totodile Torchic. I don't know why I went right to Torchic. Totodile, um, Cyndaquil, any of them. Maybe they're in the second expansion. But one thing I am seeing on here is Shaman. So that's a mythical Pokemon. So is that going to be like another obtainable legendary status type of Pokemon? Yeah, it looks like it. That's the only one, actually. Charge Bug. Heck yeah, Grubbin. I love that one. No, they got some good Pokemon coming in on that, so that's that's a cool uh, little update. Well, I mean, the next one's what was called what was it called? Floating Turd? What floating log? What's what's the (laughs) name of the next part of the expansion? Because they're probably gonna have another list, which is gonna Uh, Indigo Disc. Okay, so I was close. How did uh, you get the floating <laughs> log? How are you close from, from floating turd and floating log? What is it, the Indigo disc? No, it's the floating log. Yeah, same thing. You know? 
Very close. Very close. Uh, it might have we'll another have set of list of that. Pokemon that's coming with it that's going to be kind of <laughs> fill out that deck a little bit more. Yeah. I know they showed Cyndaquil and stuff on there, and I'm going, you son of a bitch, better, to, better not be doing that. You know? Well, holy mother of ads, um, man. There's so many ads on this page. Why? Yeah. Where's Fort Wayne? Well, you know what's not a floating log is the last season that we're getting here or the last part of the season for Pokemon Masters okay. where we're finally going to say goodbye to Ash. I have to yeah. say this this uh, season of the anime has been really, really good. Um, it it I've has enjoyed been. It. I've enjoyed the, uh, you know, the finals and the, the matches that they've had and all that stuff. It's been, it's been really good. I was not a fan of the Galar area uh in the previous series or seasons um and then they really stepped it up with like the actual masters uh tournament which which i think was fantastic well for so for the first couple like individual seasons of this with um go ash and go were pretty awful and i i vocalized yeah. how much i hated it yeah. Especially coming out of Sun and Moon, which I thought was a fantastic era for the anime. And then Agreed. seeing all that with Go, and it was just trash. This last like season of it has been fantastic. When they started the whole Mew line with Go, um, yes. and suddenly he's not able to catch everything on one Pokeball throw, including Legendaries, <laughs> which was ridiculous. Right. They actually turned his character around to make him kind of cool. And then they took Ash down this journey of becoming, you know, the world's greatest master, Pokemon master. Like, they did it so well at the end here. I honestly couldn't have imagined a better ending for Ash. Um, I will say it's very sad, though, to see Ash go because over the years, love or hate Ash, he's been he's been the Pokemon man. And, like, that's all of our childhoods. That's almost 30 years of yeah. Pokemon anime with Ash in the forefront, and now it's just it's ending, and it feels like my childhood is ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready to. I mean, I'm not ready to grow up yet. No, it's it's definitely uh, you know, it's definitely sad. I mean, I'm you know, I haven't seen the new anime yet, obviously, but um, hoping it's good. You know, um, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, here's, here's they got happens. some big shoes to fill. He, they do. He's gonna win in everything, and then he's gonna look at all his Pokemon and be like, "All right, get out of here," because that's what he do. He can't keep his Pokemon. You know, he got rid. Oh, of he's got a ton of. Door. He actually does have a ton of Pokemon. He just has them. He has them stored over at uh. Yeah, rid of Oaks, Butterfree uh, Ranch, or Professor whatever. Oaks. Yeah, Pokey Paradise or whatever. Because apparently there's unlimited acreage over there. Yeah. <laughs> on that rock. Ash is a terrible trainer. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> no, honestly, I agree with you guys. I thought, honestly, I I did a whole push to watch all of the Pokemon right about when I started, you know, getting into the YouTubing back in the, you know, the good old 2019, you know, when we were young and unaware of the, the bleak future that was ahead of us with Pokemon. Pokemon was everywhere. You know, the world was our oyster, but... 
Um, <laughs> I started watching it from the Indigo <laughs> League, you know, and it's really hard because it's not on one platform to watch every single season. Yeah. Jumping around. And so I had to use nefarious websites to actually be able to watch it. And then the Russian government got taken down and then we couldn't do it anymore. But then wow, I. This is going into left field really quick. Sure, what you're even talking about that it's just at this, this website that streams music or movies called Netflix's. And they they add the Pokemon X and Y on there, and I just said, you know what, I'm going to start watching it from this point. And I watched it all the way through, up to the end of Sun and Moon. I thought they handled that whole story arc actually pretty well. I was a little iffy with Sun and Moon, but he grew. His character actually was like learning and doing something, not just like the Pokemon of the week. It was actually like the Pokemon of the week, but they remembered last week. You know, kind of stuff like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, and he actually was learning how to be a real trainer and training other people how to be trainers, which is cool about that. And so you're yeah. kind of like, this kid could be actually becoming a master. And then they go, "Here's go." He won. He won. He won his first real championship. Here's go and ruined everything. And it was just kind of like, yep. So I haven't gone back. I, I think I last I saw is he caught his the Gengar, and that was the last I saw. I haven't gone back and watched anything since then. Well, I'll say that I originally, as a kid, grew up watching the anime. So I watched all the Indigo League, the Orange Islands, and then going into Johto, and then eventually Hoenn. I think I watched most of Sinnoh as well. And then I kind of stopped. So I never watched the Unova era. I never watched the uh, Kalos era. And I got back in at the tail end of Sun and Moon era kind of got back into it and then when i started watching the pokemon masters or journey whatever it was with go it was so bad that i was like i'm gonna go back to where i originally left off and watch something good so i started watching the black and white series and i'm almost done with that now too um and that one was such a good series and i know the kalos one was great as well so it's like they've had years and years and years of great anime from them and not every episode is fantastic uh there's been stretches oh, on, where it's know, like been the island dry. of giant pokemon or the, the lost listen that's where that's James vintage baby that's you know? okay well that one never made it to the u.s so did you watch the episode with oregon i did no, no seizures actually i don't think i ever did no seizures yeah, I've seen the, the, the ones where they had the like the gun-toting lunatic with the Tauros episode. Yeah, Ash I just, caught yeah. 30 fucking Tauros. And like, what are you going to do with those, bro? Like, <laughs> is, he still has them. Like, that's what's He's going to start cool. his own stampede. He does. Yeah, actually, I'm telling yeah, you. They're, there's one of them right here. They're on screen. Yeah. Yeah, he he's has got, all he's got of whole, those. He does. He's He's got them all. They're all at the at the uh, farm and I think they show up in this last series because he they he actually goes back to Oak's farm or whatever. They actually well, like, show like the away. entire herd. Yeah like, he's, he's got a he's whole getting ready to go meet Mufasa. That's what they've been training for for the last decade. <laughs> he's like we will take him out. <laughs> Father Well I got yeah. I got back into Pokemon because of XYZ. I thought well XY and then Z but <clears throat> um the like you mentioned on Netflix, they had, you know, they had put it up. And um, so I was just like, all right, well, let me watch this. I haven't watched Pokemon in years. And then, you know, I watched that and I was like, Ooh, this is good. 
Um, of course, I thought that XYZ was like just fantastic. I went back and I started from the very beginning again. And then like I even up to XYZ, I was just like, all right. I mean, it was good. Obviously, the stuff that I remembered was good. And then, there, you know, it wasn't bad. But then like XYZ was just so much better, in my opinion. But then, yeah, and then they kind of went off into like the next part. And I was just like, uh, all right, this one's not quite as good as XYZ. But they kind of like, it kind of has his ups and downs, I guess. You know, like they usually, like the first, you know, like season or two of, I think pretty much all of them are kind of just like, kind of like dull and they kind of get better once he gets into like the championships or he's, you know, um, towards the last season or the last two seasons usually it gets better. Yeah. So I, I liked the, the look of X and Y X and Y had that, that animated mm-hmm. cinematic quality. And that really was what like really the animation, the art, the battles were like, this is like, cool. You're not just going to see the Pokemon jump up in the air with a blank background or a generic background and pseudo attack and see, the next scene where it's being attacked, you actually actually had them impacting and stuff was moving around fluidity. There was a lot of cool stuff that went on to it that really kind of was like, this feels like a real good show. And on top of that, yeah. they actually like brought in the storyline from the actual game where Lysander was doing his thing and the actual villains were a thing instead of, and I know they kind of did it in the previous seasons, but when I watched my water through, I got to like the Ruby and Sapphire era and that's when it was when like, it was started getting sketchy to be able to find a legitimate place to watch them. And that got <laughs> annoying. You know, I I just want to watch the show without having to like go to some weird you know URL. You know, it's it's frustrating. But yeah, I watched as the quality went up and down, up and down. But I was frustrated with the original series and going through. It's like we have this this awesome story in this game that they have as a basis that they kind of didn't bring any of the real elements into the Team Rocket was there, but. Like, why? Why was Team Rocket yeah. there this whole time? Like, it's like, I was always hoping, like, oh, Giovanni's going to come in. And, of course, we got, like, the Mewtwo and the Mewtwo Returns type stuff. And we actually did see some Team Rocket shit go down. But those are considered, like, side stories. I don't even think they're considered part of Pokemon canon. I'm doing the air quotes. You can't see it. But, you know, Pokemon <laughs> canon, as it says here. But it's just like, that's what always frustrated me as like as, as a person who watched it. I wasn't necessarily a kid. I was a teenager. But still, it was like, I wanted more of like, bring the game stories into it. Like, show us the Team Rocket and then Rainbow Rocket or whatever the Rocket was the next season, you know, when they brought them back and Shoto range. And then there was like, I wanted to see a lot of that story elements come into it, but it just kind of came into the, well, here's this gym, here's this Pokemon of the week, here's this, you know, it's, it had a hard time keeping me as a person who wanted to watch it. And that was what was refreshing about X and Y, is it actually had a genuinely cool story to it and continued through, um, you know, sun and moon. Well, that's what I thought about black and white, though, is like the animation in wasn't like necessarily the greatest it wasn't top tier i think x and y still had better animation and even sun and moon but the storyline yeah. i thought was solid all the way through yeah 
I still haven't seen well, the story on that. I that's where I'm ignorant on that one. Well, I've watched the movies that came out in the black and white era as well, and that's maybe that's part of like what's persuading me though too is that like the the movies were really good. I think that what like the movies are always have like way better animation than the show does, and that makes sense because the show was like literally so many episodes, and I think that's where you kind of see the ups and downs of the seasons. Is usually it starts off like with like the first few seasons are usually just like whatever animation you know what i mean like they don't really put as much effort into those seasons animation wise as they do towards like the final season the final season you can really tell and like you know if you look at you know xyz i think that's one of the reasons why that show really caught my attention was because the animation was very good throughout the entire series but then they did step it up even more like towards the end but even in the beginning of this the seasons and stuff like that it, it was still very good but then when you look at the, like the next one like the sun and moon like the animation towards the beginning was just like bland again you know like they kind of like dropped off and then they picked back up but it was towards the end of the seasons and then they did i mean like honestly they did a phenomenal job with the animation towards the end of sun and moon i thought like you know that was great animation. Um, and that's, again, that's every time they go into like the tournaments where, you know, it's the finals or the, you know, like the championships or whatever, like they really step up their game with the animation there. And it makes the episode so much more interesting and so much better to watch. In my well, opinion, I feel like they maybe did that purposefully though, because they knew that for sun and moon, that was when Ash was going to become the first champion Right. And so that was going to be like a huge monumental thing. And they were like, we have to go all out for this. And now in the next season, they're like, okay, we're actually going to officially end Ash now. We got to make him win the World Coronation Series to become officially the best Pokemon trainer in the world. Like, you can't skimp out on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. I can liken it to the point where, like, and they may have done it starting in this, this the black and white, maybe even earlier on it. Um, because as I, I can't say to it, but they really did a better job of making it instead of feeling like here's this place, this episode, that's not that's gone. It really kind of like remember last episode, continue going. This world is alive. This has like here's this reason why this part is here. You know, we went to this place the other day. Remember that? That's what's over here. You know, that was something that started coming in more into Sun and Moon. And stuff like that because they actually started building more of like the region a little bit more into a living thing for me at least it started feeling that way through the storytelling and element it was just it was hard to get it because there was that whole they changed the shifted animation styles between x and y well, and moon yeah. well that's the thing is no but x and x y and z like that was one of the big things for me was you went from and I don't remember if like black and white was like this, but you went from like each episode was kind of its own episode. And yeah, I mean, they were, they were going from place to place and you kind of like, you got that feeling that they just came from somewhere else, but each episode basically was just like on its own. And then they like did you could pick thing. up any episode and, and not really yeah. feel like you missed anything. Right. And then you had Team Rocket come in, do the same exact thing every single episode. And it was just like, we're very repetitive on that front. And I think that's one of the cool things that they did with the newer episodes 
is that they kind of shifted Team Rocket's, you know, the way that they interacted. And they even made Team Rocket likable recently, which was, you know, like, okay, cool. Um, but, you know, like, I think that what they what they ended up doing was, like, they started doing the episodes more as a progressive story, like a full season arc, you know what I mean? Instead of, like, that one-off episode, oh, we're in this town or we're going to the Cereal over here and whatever. That's what what was they that? Did. They did serialized versus episodic. Right. You know, right. It's kind of like how they're complex. Some of the Star Trek, going to give an example, Star Trek camp, you know, they started doing season long episodes and arcs, and people were complaining about that. And then you got Strange New Worlds coming in, and each one's episodic while still telling a season long arc. And it's very well got, really well done. So that's kind of like that balance. Like, how do you do that without losing the fact that you're building to something? Right. I think they've, as you said, they've done better as it goes along. They just throw in Go is stupid. Go is just like. You're ruining it, man. (laughs) I get that Pokemon Go is a big thing and they wanted to try to big, you know, incorporate that. But honestly, I would have been much happier with them going, hey, let's actually acknowledge the Galar region and actually, like, make an anime about the Galar region and do, you know, have them instead of. Oh, I'm just gonna catch every Pokemon and go around and like who gives a shit about yeah. this kid named Go? I didn't even do Galar very much though. There was only like four or five yeah. episodes where they went into different parts of Galar. That's what I'm saying. It was they like do they Galar were in Kanto more than anything. <laughs> they haven't done any Galar series. Galar is the one se- one region I think that has not gotten any anime for itself. And we're gonna be like, wait a minute, because we're getting Paldea, they're getting their anime. So it's like Where's where's the yeah where's the love like what the hell Galar is just kind of like no we don't want to talk about Leon let's just move on you know kind of situation that's I don't know maybe it was too intense for them it's kind of sad because you know at the end of it I thought Sword and Shield was a really good game it was I thought really? I thought the Galar region by itself was cool but they just didn't do it justice with the anime. I Part mean, of that to me is go. I like I just couldn't get past go. Yeah, I could either. But I think well, so so I get the I get the whole like the Galar thing. If you really look at it from an over overall view, knowing that you know Ash is done basically, right? And he's winning basically the world championship. You know, like he's if you look at it that way they've brought in all of the champions from all of the different regions to be in this huge tournament, which they had never done before. So right. the fact that they did go from like, you know, they were in Galar one episode and then they jumped over, you know, to another area and then they jumped over to another area. It kind of makes sense because they were kind of, you know, meshing all of that together, which is basically what they did with the, with the tournament. They meshed the entire Pokemon world into one thing. The only thing that I had a hard time keeping up with was like that they were jumping around so much from like, you know, they'd go to Kalos and then they'd go to Galar and then they'd go somewhere else and then they'd go. And it was like every episode just was like all over the place. And is that kind of like standalone style episode? (laughs) Yeah. Like I would have liked to see them like, okay, let's dedicate 
you know, three or four episodes to the whole Kalos region, right? Instead of like jumping back and forth and but see, I that's what I, I think they could have done with the anime in itself because we had like what four different seasons for mm-hmm. Pokemon Journey Masters, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the first one could have been hey, we became the research fellows and we're going to spend you know the next 10 to 12 episodes in Galar exploring all of Galar, getting to know the region, giving it its due justice, and then go for the second season. Hey, we're getting more assignments. We're going to go start doing, you know, a couple episodes in Kanto, and then we're going to do a couple episodes in Johto, kind of like what you're saying, and make it all the way through. And then by the time they do the last two seasons, it's like, hey, the World Coronation series is starting to go, and now it starts to really make sense. Like, oh, we did Galar, and then we kind of got a refresher of each region, and now we're going into this world tournament, kind of like what you were saying. So I think they could have done it that way, though, and they, I mean, they should have done it that way. It would have made way more sense than how they did. Right. I'm curious to see. I'm going to go watch it here soon to see if, like, did they just drop the, the story element of go try to catch Mew? I mean, don't tell me. I'm I'm just like, you feel like, it's like, oh, crap, they didn't like this. Uh, give us a championship. Give us a championship. That's no, they, they did a good job with that part, actually. I thought that they, yeah. it, it redeemed his character, in my opinion. Like, he's agreed. I really well, they gave him an him. actual character development, though. That was yes. the thing. He yes, was just finally. thrown in there, and he was just... I don't know well, why he was there. Players. He was needless. But then they up actually until, were like, develop him a little bit. Um, up until the last season, like, I, I just... It, there was no reason for him to be there, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there was, because he's from Galar, and he's, you know, part of that story, which I, I get. But it, it just been didn't... Hot. It was just done very poorly, and then, like, they finally got, you know, they finally did something with him where he kind of made his own identity, and it was just like, you know, went and did his thing, and Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really good part of the story, actually, in the last season. So, I I would have been much happier if they had been putting it as it was Hop instead of creating Go, you know? Well... Think about it this way, though, too. Pokemon has been notoriously making the games less, like, competitive. So if you think all the way back to, you know, Red, Blue, and Yellow, where, like, it's you and you have this really aggressive competitive rival that you're going up against, and, like, they basically are using that as a meter stick to be like, hey, you make sure your Pokemon and everything are, like, competable or competing at the same level as Gary... Mm -hmm. Or else you're going to get blown out of the waters. And then as we get, th- you know, go through the progression of the games, they kind of took, got away from you're going to, you have a rival to you just have a group of friends you're going to go around with now. And so they shifted from this like competitive scene to like this friendship scene. And I feel like that was the culmination in this series of the anime is right. Go is supposed to be like the ultimate friend, essentially. He's not a rival at all. He's got a different goal and he's going to help achieve, he's going to help you achieve your goal or he's going to help Ash achieve his goal while Ash helps him achieve his goal. There's no yeah. competition really between them. And well, technically, though, like, I guess if you really go back and you look at it, like the people that have always been, you know, hanging out with Ash for the most part have always been his friends. They, They've never been his competition. I mean, right. like 
But I'm not talking about like Gary and, and and all that stuff. I'm talking about like you know you got Brock, you got Misty, you got you know like uh, Serena. Like th- they're they've always been complementary to him, where they're not competing against them. You know what I'm saying? But right. But they like the the thing with um with Go. I think is just that he was kind of he he kind of had like a story that wasn't interesting because he came in he was the the guy that would just throw a pokeball at a pokemon and catch the pokemon on the first try and didn't even have to battle it and it just made him very uninteresting because of that it was like oh great okay cool made him not likable from the start yeah all these people that have been with pokemon forever were just instantly turned off by that they're like no that's not it yeah. Like get rid of and that, that's it's actually one of the things that I had a hard time with with um with like the actual game like the Pokemon Go game. Like when it first came out, I was like, I could just throw a Pokeball and catch this thing. What the hell? I don't even have to battle it. What the hell yeah, is, kind of crap chance. is this? There's you know, I mean, it took me it took me a while to be like, all right. I, I mean, I get it. It's a mobile app and blah blah blah. I like, still I don't like Let's Go for that reason too. Right. And like, I oh, yeah. I get it. I like Pokemon Go, kind of. But you took like the main Pokemon game, you know, red and blue, and you turned it into a Pokemon Go style game. And to this day, that's still one of my least favorite games I've ever played. Was Pokemon. Yeah. Now I will say though, like the, that mechanic of throwing the Pokeball and catching them, like what was the, I forget now the name, but the game that came out recently, um, well before. The current ones, Hisuian. The, the one, yeah, the, the one where they oh, went um, Arceus, yeah, yeah, Arceus. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of the whole just throw Pokeballs and catch Pokemon, but that game implemented it very well, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you still I, had I to battle, and then you could you could throw the Pokeball at it and stuff like that. So, kind of did the did. best of I both mean, worlds. There were some Pokemon, there were some Pokemon that you could just straight up throw a Pokeball at them and catch them. Because they were low yeah. level Pokemon, or That's like true. when you did when when they started spawning, like they had the the huge spawn things. I forget what they were called, but they would like Titans. spawn a the a ton of them would spawn in the same it's place. Like the, the Pokemon outbreaks or something. Yeah. yeah, the outbreaks, and you'd go and you'd like just peg them all with the Pokeballs, and you know you <laughs> did have some that now. would pop out. Um, but I think they implemented that pretty good. Like, I guess also I was kind of used to the fact that yeah pokemon go you just throw a pokeball and catch it you know let's go had the same thing so it kind of softened it up to the point where i was just like all right whatever i mean at this point it's no different than the safari zone like it's been in the game since the first game you just either throw a rock or a pokeball you don't battle it that's yeah. how the safari zone has always worked yeah. so essentially they just for that one was hard zone. You had <laughs> to like re- save the game and reset for like thirty times in a row before you. Yeah, you only have gone. limited time. Yeah. Don't even talk talk to me about the chances and yeah, <laughs> the toros. Oh yeah, dude! Like I spent plenty a day, many a week in the safari zones of the reds and blues, and I, I definitely did my time in there. But you know, it's like it's just those rules. Yeah, it's irritating, but it's that rule. And it fits yeah. for a game where technically you should be on the move because can you imagine 
how terrible and how poor that game would have done if everybody had to go and, oh, I got to battle this Pokemon I just caught. Hold on, you guys keep walking. I'm catching this Pokemon. I got to battle it. You know, <laughs> it makes sense that they decided to do just the catch and release kind of thing or the cast the throw and, you know, yeah. cross your luck or whatever. But I guess that's the way it rates in this world. You know, uh, I guess we can pull the rates. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of rates, <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. We can look at Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out what you were saying there at the end there. I was because you were breaking up. So <laughs> I knew as soon as he said rates, I'm like, oh, here to go is the seamless transition. <laughs> I'm having was, the harmonic surge here <laughs> with my. <laughs> Yeah, so Zappa has officially put out the poll rates for um, Harmonic Surge. And I think, okay, yeah, so on this, this is should be the first graphic, I think. Um, you've got seven Void Rares on here. So Freyth, Pepetto, Hardy, Neodelios, Devante Morte, King Frigus Diesel, and Kazira Liko. Um, now, all these, you have a pull rate of 1 in 25 packs to get a Void Rare, just generically Void Rare. But okay. it said all of these ones have a 1 in 325 pack pull rate. So, like, just overall. So, you have one, it's 1 in 25, you're going to get one of these, but the 1 in 325 pack pull rate is you'll get all of these. Um, How many of those do you have? I have I have a Frith, I have Pepetto. I do not have Hardy. I think on this this sheet here, I have all of them. I think I, I feel like I pulled Devante Morte. I think are, Hardy's are the these, only one on this page I don't have. Are these the only void rares? No. So those are like the easier okay. void rares. Got it. Um, these are the harder void rares right here. So you have Sergeant Surge and Unlucky Frog, both of which are one in 450 packs. And somehow I pulled two Unlucky Frogs already. Seems pretty lucky to me. Um, <laughs> that you have fan at, at what? At that pull rate, apparently. Yeah, if you pulled two. Yeah, I mean, I've only opened six, six booster Damn. boxes. Of harmonic surge so i mean technically I, w- I don't even think i hit the pull rates for one i've got to open I, mine i haven't i haven't even opened mine I, I probably will be opening them up soon you definitely need to my guy do a live stream and just rip through them they the card quality <laughs> improved greatly um yeah. these void rares that are fighters are textured so they are beautiful nice um the fantasia stella is a one in 500 which I find kind of strange because the Vargas is a one in 500 as well. Mm-hmm. And Vargas was supposed to be essentially the Shiga of Harmonic Surge. So if you guys don't remember, so Shiga was um, a hero that was only obtainable in the Void Rare version from base set. So there was no uh... like normal printing of him. He was literally one card as a void rare and that was it that was the only way gotcha. to get him. very difficult to pull that's mm-hmm. what vargas is he's this is the only card of vargas in the set um and i pulled him too this was actually from like my first or second booster pack in my first booster box i opened i pulled vargas but the atomic frog huh? 
The Atomic Frog is the first ever secret rare. So it's one in 600 packs. Wow. And what makes it unique is that it's actually a hero card you can play in your deck. So you could have, you know, Vargas over here as your, your starting hero. And mm -hmm. then halfway through the game, you pull Atomic Frog, you pay six mana, and you can actually swap out your hero. Oh, they, they have like, he's got a different ability. He lets you choose between a couple of now, abilities. So, and you can't do that with the other ones because they've got the mana up there as well. Vargas doesn't have mana, does he? No. So he's a hero. So he just starts off in the game that way. The Unlucky Frog and Sergeant Surge are fighters. Ah, okay. Got it. Yep. And same with the Golden Turnip over here, which is. Oh, um, I, I, I kind of. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. I, I couldn't. Uh the the red drop basically in the bottom yeah the bottom yeah this because, little bubble covers yeah it. it's covered it's covered so that's you know that signifies yeah. it's a champion right so yep that means that's it's a hero having that big life told hero there. right um i mean other than that though that's i think the only real indicator but so this is the first of its kind i halfway expect cosmic collision the next set to kind of have something maybe sort of right. like it <clears throat> who knows but i'm still mm -hmm. hunting for this atomic frog and apparently it's not meant to be for me um <laughs> i've had three chances at getting it now and i've somehow missed it on all three chances so one i mean better i forgot what happened with the first box i think i took some packs out and i gave them to some some friends and, and family like to pass around and one of them pulled the atomic frog and I told them like, whatever you pull, you keep, you know, type of thing. So I missed out on it that way. And then mm -hmm. from the, the booster case that Zaba gave me from Gen Con that like, he told me, Hey, we're going to pass these out to content creators and other LGSs and stuff. I sent one to Edith and she did a big live stream opening. She pulled the atomic frog. From one of those oh, wow. booster boxes. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> that really sucks. That's the second box I had in my possession that had an atomic frog and I did not pull it. Wow. Um, and then two nights ago, was it two nights ago? No, it was last night. There was Caster Society did a whatnot stream like featuring nostalgics. Hmm. And um, I was in there and I was like really I was like talking to a lot of people about the game and kind of you know, sharing things with them. And I had bought a few packs to kind of get the ball rolling so people could see what they looked like and all that. Um, they they put up like a lot for four packs. And it was going for like 12 bucks. And I'm like, that's honestly a steal. But I was like, I'm was trying to simultaneously put my daughter to bed. So I'm like, I'm just going to skip out on these packs and not bid on them. And I had been bidding on everything so far in the night. And Somebody pulled uh, on the very first pack. Somebody got an atomic frog out of it. I'm like, oh. you've got to be kidding me! Should have done that. It's just a boy, yeah, poor little fella. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, the atomic yeah, frog sucks. does not want to come home. You have the turn one up though, right? I do not. My brother pulled turn up out of a single pack from our card shop. Jeez. Just bought. So our card shop has one of those. Um, credit machines where but you have to spend five dollars to be able to use it so in order to buy a pop and like a beef jerky stick there because they're both a dollar each you had to spend a little bit more 
So he bought a single pack of Harmonic Surge so he could his Mountain Dew oh, and beef God. stick. And he pulled it. And he pulled the gold turn up. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Jeez. <laughs> I went out and bought right like there. the rest of the box hoping I could at least get a yeah. Void Rare and I got nothing. See, that's the kind of stuff that like would never, ever happen to me. I mean, I have to open a lot of stuff in order to get lucky. But like if I go to the store and I just buy one single pack, I can I can assure you I'm getting absolutely nothing in that pack. Like it's just <laughs> the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll push. I'll pull the haunch crow and it'll be in the, a nostalgic pack. That's how bad. It be. I mean, some might say that might be a, a secret rare. <laughs> <laughs> Like what kind of luck? <laughs> no, but I'm yeah. I'm right there. I'm feeling the pain with you because on this page here, I pulled the one Vargas and I pulled two Unlucky Frog, but I don't. I have not pulled a Sergeant Surge, Fantasia Stella, Atomic Frog, or Turnip. Now I did buy the Fantasia Stella. Someone was offering it to me for a, a really good price, and I was like, I can't pass up on that. It was like twenty five bucks or something like that. So I'm like, I'm gonna buy it. So I have it for my binder, but I haven't officially pulled it yet. So that's another one I'm I'm still hunting to pull myself. Well, definitely hope to one day open some harmonic surge, but we'll see. I just uh, bought tires, so that's going to be something new. Soon. Yeah, soon. Well, maybe maybe we can uh, maybe we can make something happen for you, Sudan. If you live stream it. Through whatever ho- holiday thing they uh, you know they're gonna do something good at like friday because you know Zaba's oh yeah crazy. black friday well so i don't i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen with that because he that summer sale that he did he said was basically going to be the black friday sale so i don't know if that truly means like he's not going to do a black friday sale this year because of it or if it was just like he was just saying it's basically like a Black Friday deal. I, I hope he's like it because uh, I missed as well. <laughs> well, you know, Sudan, as soon as I find out about deals like that happening, I post it to you guys in the chat. So Oop. maybe he'll do some more free ones and you can get in on it. I, I just want to get in on some of it because there's a Michael Jackson card that I want. A Michael Jackson card? Yeah. From Harmonic Surge. Which one? Oh, the the wait, no, it's is that like I, I don't think that's Michael you're Jackson. You're not talking about Bohemip, are you? The Freddie Mercury one? No, there's one that's a uh, Michael Jackson. He's got the hat and I saw it. Oh, 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 um Thrillip. Thrillip. Yeah, yeah, there there's the Michael Jackson tribute, and I'm like, I huh. I need that. Uh, you, you know what? He's just a regular rare too, so you'll probably pull a few of them. Yeah, you could probably get that box. cheap. I mean, I can just send you some if you really want them, but I want you to experience opening up some too. So, <laughs> so uh, Ren, you've opened up uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I've, I've gotten. I think. I think six boxes is about all I've opened at this point, but I have two more boxes sitting off to the side that I purchased. Uh, I'm going to open eventually. Um, I'm just kind of waiting because my next big adventure is actually this right here, which is <laughs> wow. the 1,000 blister pack opening. So, um, I, huh? yeah. Is that going to be 9, 914? 
Yep. So September 14th, which I'm pretty sure that's next Thursday. Yep. Next Thursday. Thursday. I had to make it for Thursday because that's when I have off. Um, At 4 p.m. Eastern time, I am going to be going live on my kick channel to rip open a thousand blister packs. I'm going to be doing it with my brother and possibly one other member from my community here. Uh, Zaba and his brother did a 1000 blister pack opening for science uh, earlier this year. And it took them like five hours or something like that. So I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have it in me to open packs for five hours straight, but we're going to, we're going to try. <laughs> Damn. But, wow. Um, Zaba was know. kind enough to send me the thousand blister packs for this massive opening. So um, it is sponsored by Nostalgics, and Very awesome. we're going signature hunting. Nice. So, um, are do you have your uh, your kick link? Um, I, I don't know if like we have it on on our description. Is that like part of your? Uh, it's your in my link, link tree. Like yeah. Okay, it's in your yep. link tree. Yeah. So All in right. the description of the YouTube video, if you go down, scroll down, um, you'll see my link tree thing. It's in there. Um, tree. It's this tree yeah. with links hanging from it. Oh, so yeah. make sure you guys go check out uh, Ren's uh, kick channel and subscribe or follow or whatever it is that you do over there. Kick things. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Kick Ren. <laughs> I don't know if you kick him. It's uh. You know what? If I pull some signatures, somebody can kick me. That's fine. I'll take it at that point. <laughs> um. I no, Kick is basically like a it. Twitch. It's just like yeah. they pay right. out like 90, 10 split or something like that, though. So once right. I hit affiliate, I will get like 90% of whatever subscriptions or whatever I'm getting. And they're supposed to start yeah. paying their, their, their streamers $15 an hour. Really? Yeah. Like that's one of their, like the big thing is like they were like, we could actually make streaming a real job. As long as you do it like this amount of time a week, like they have actual like real, like like business plan for making it viable. And I'm like, huh. Well, not? and that's part of the reason why I wanted to give them a try. And they're still in beta, so it's like there's still some quirks and things they need to figure out. But overall, it it feels just like Twitch when I'm streaming. So I have no complaints about it. And the the allure of the 90 10 split instead of like 50 50 split is way better so i am trying to make my push to get to the 75 followers because i've already got the streaming time down to make affiliate but um i feel like this 1000 blister pack opening is definitely going to help out too so hopefully definitely a little bit more creator friendly it seems yeah it gives you a lot more like you're not restricted either by like what you can do and it's just it's more it's more up to whatever you want to do so right i'm happy about well, it hopefully hopefully cool. you pull some signatures and uh, yeah do you get be... just a curious do you get a better audience on kick than you have re- i mean i guess on either youtube or on twitch um yes i don't know if it has anything to do oh. so like when i was streaming on twitch it was all like Pokemon games and stuff like that, like gameplay. And I would maybe get like seven, eight people to show yeah. up. And then, you know, only two or three people would chat the whole time. Um, pretty much any given kick stream I do, 
I, I'm getting a lot of random people coming in because I can see the number fluctuating, the number of viewers. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't like change all that often. So I know I'm getting at least people to come in and stay for a little bit. But I mean, right. last night's stream, I think at one point I had like 15, 16 people in the stream. So we had Zabo. That's cool. Yeah, Zabo was in there. I, I had quite a few people chatting at one point too. So it feels like right. it's more alive. Like in right. Twitch, right. my streams get buried because I'm a nobody yeah. and you, nobody can ever find me. But on here, at least. You're our nobody. You're, you're right. I am your guys' nobody. We love but you, they they incentivize the view count over like just who you are and all that. So oh. if I've got six people watching my streams, I'm gonna my channel or my stream is gonna be boosted above everybody that's got five views or uh, right. So it kind of boosts you up naturally that way. So when I had like twelve viewers yesterday at one point for whatever category i was in i don't remember like just chatting or something i was like on the first page but near the bottom but at least like if somebody was just scrolling through that first page my stream popped up on there and you could click on it yeah it was like it actually allowed people to filter into my stream and find me and like you know like hey there's this guy opening pokemon and nostalgics cards let's find out nice <laughs> so, yeah yeah, nice. well, good luck uh, on that opening. I know I'll be there. At least in awesome. the audience. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully we pull some signatures. That's kind of like my main goal through all this. Right. But I'm gonna be doing a lot of giveaways as well. So if anybody listening has never seen nostalgics, come on out because you're gonna get to see a lot of it. If you've never owned nostalgics or there's certain things you want or you just want to win a giveaway, um, I'm gonna be doing yeah. tons of giveaways throughout the stream like we want to make it fun interactive stream and uh actually three of the cards i will be giving away i'm going to kind of show real quick i can zoom myself in real here i've got some signed this is the signed patreon sample card for a fox token it's not really going to focus but um oh, this cool. did not make it into final production so no day zero no first edition it's literally just a sample card I got it signed by Zaba. I'm going to give away. I have a day zero booster box dragon foil. The uh, signature right there. So I'm going nice. to be giving that one away. And then I have the day zero Gamatron as well. And that's just, uh, you know, a little taste of what we're going to be doing. I've got some secret shards to give away. I've got extra cards we're going to be giving away. Um, possibly some plushies, maybe. Maybe some play mats. I don't know. Um, oh, you got plenty of stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, hope. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a, a great stream. And uh, you know, for anybody that has not seen Nostalgics or, or have have maybe only seen what we've shown here on the podcast, um, it's definitely worth taking a look at Nostalgics because their art is gorgeous. The cards are actually really good quality. Like Zaba knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he's been making cards forever. You know, and, yeah. you know, you, it really shows. I think it's a great, great TCG and it's actually fun to play, too. Um, you know, I've played a few matches with Ren and like it was it was a good. Fun game, it wasn't too complicated to get into, like right out of the gate, you know. 
unlike some other TCGs that have like a gazillion <laughs> other things that you have to figure out. And like, there's, you basically have to like sit there and read an, you know, entire rule book in order just to have a match. Um, and you have to have like the rule book with you, like, you know, um, that was awful for it, that one. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That was the, the, the zoo, uh, you know, even if you learn the game, you still which was a fun game. game, which is by the way, it's a fun game. I'm not saying it's not a fun game, but like you literally have to have your rule book. Like, if you've never played, you have to sit there with like your rule book and go through like that. I think there's like you know 15 or 16 little different icons that could potentially be on your card, and you got to figure out what's what. And, <laughs> and they like, change with uh, each set, so good luck figuring that out. Yeah, and they always change, right? So, but um, nostalgic is actually pretty easy to pick up. Um, you know, we we played a couple matches and like, I I I kind of picked it up real quick. I mean, yes, I got my butt kicked, but you know, well, that's the thing that we kind of boast about nostalgics too, and and all these um, conventions that I've been helping out at and teaching gameplay. One of the things was if you get to turn three, you're gonna know how to play on your own. You you really won't even have to ask me about what to do because you're right. just going to know mastering like strategies and stuff takes more time. And it's, that's more right. advanced level stuff, but knowing how to play the game is so simple by turn three, you're on your own. Like you, you can do right. it. And right. there was not a single person at Gen Con that couldn't play the game or didn't understand it. Like it's very beginner friendly. Um, it's good with kids even too. So it's, a, yeah. it's just a good fun game to play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It it's a it's a cool looking game and hopefully in after this uh 1k blister pack opening you'll be uh resting yourself ready to get us into a cap nostalgics tournament perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can set something like that up soon. Um I don't know how soon I can set that up, but <laughs> we'll try to make Tomorrow. it happen. That uh, would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgic's that would be cool. now stat. <laughs> no, I would I do want to, to host a cap nostalgics tournament too, because I think that would be fun. Um yeah. and I'm gonna be doing well, the, the Pokemon stream. one that uh the Pokemon one went really well. That one went know? fantastic. Honestly, that was a really good tournament. Congratulations. Yeah, shout out to Grumpy for you know setting that up and really like you know, yep, doing take the reins on that. that. Yeah, yeah, good job, fantastic. But yeah, that that was a good turnout too. Um, so let's uh let's jump over to another TCG. Um, that uh, we've actually had a uh, Vanquishers TCG on here before. They uh, they're just honestly like just such a great group of guys that make this TCG, and um. You know, I actually ran into them for the first time at the Miami TCG convention. Um, they were, it was really cool because they were just there. Uh, they were having a meeting with um, with a company that was there, one of the grading companies, and they were just starting out. Um, they had a bunch of promo packs with them, and they they didn't even have a booth or anything like that. They were just walking around enjoying the the TCG. And they're they're based out of like Tampa, Florida. They're not too far. Um, but I met them there. Um, I was actually at the alpha clash, uh, booth and they just came up and they, you know, started looking at the alpha clash stuff and talking to, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, the guys from Alpha Clash and I was already, I was there, we were talking and it was just like a really cool little conversation that it just popped up and they were like, well, you know, we have our own TCG and they gave me a couple of promo packs and stuff like that. And it was actually really cool, good conversation, but you know, every conversation I've had with them, they're just like really down to earth guys that are, you know, making this TCG and you can like really tell that they love what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they're putting their heart and soul into this TCG. You know, they absolutely they do, uh, love. That's refreshing to do. hear, you know, not, yeah, not very many TCGs can say that, you know, <laughs> and this TCG yeah. is kind of an interesting one because it's not solely a TCG. It's got a board game aspect to it as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of various levels that all work well together. And it's like, and when we had them on the podcast a little over a year ago at this point, we had all the fellows were really, really awesome fellows and as yeah, really good conversationalists and the product, the stuff they have sent us is just gorgeous. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was actually really cool what they, you know, what they started out with was like, obviously it was kind of like a starter set. And I don't know if they have it here on this product page, but like it was, I think it's the box right next to it, the $44 box. That's right next to that. Yeah, I think they had, this was the graphic novel. That was a great, that was the first comic that they they put out. Um, But they they sent us some of the, they sent us one of these boxes, these starter deck boxes. um, And it came with like a play mat, but it was not a regular play mat. It was like a board. I think this is just a regular starter deck. Um, That's not it. But like it has, it was actually a board um, that kind of like a game board. Um, which was actually pretty cool. Uh, but they, they're doing a really cool thing with the, you know, the sci-fi uh, genre, which, you know, we just don't see that quite as often as, yeah. you know, like the fantasy genre, you know, and kind of like an anime kind of thing. Like they're doing it more of a sci-fi thing, which is pretty cool. I'm digging all um, the merch they have too, man. This is sweet. Yeah, they got a ton of cool merch. Um and the comics are actually really nice. Like the art is just absolutely amazing on it. Um, really quality and comic books too. Yeah, really good quality uh, graphic novel. Um, so definitely a TCG to take a look at if you're into the sci-fi stuff. Um, I actually uh, just did a short for the podcast uh, that came out this last week. Um, just kind of showing off some stuff that they sent us. So. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you if you go up, uh, I think they have a pre-order currently going on for a supply drop, uh, which is that first one there. And yeah. um, it's a it's an anniversary edition supply drop. Basically, it's got some, you know, like specific cards in there. Um, it's a I think it's a set of 50 cards, if I'm not mistaken. I can't really read that because it's too tiny. But from what I have read before, I think it was like a set of 50 cards or something like that. Um, so it's kind of like a subset. I don't think it actually says. Oh, is doesn't it? Um, maybe it's in the video, but uh, it's like a seven dollar pack. It doesn't say how many cards come in the in the pack. It doesn't. The only thing it says is one of one thousand packs. So they're very limited. Oh wow! Uh, okay. It just says so you will find cards that have never been foiled within the set. Uh, okay. Also. Some of you've never. Yeah, seen. I, they, I think they've got a video. They've got a video of the stuff that's in that pack um, on YouTube. Um, I think you've got that there, can, right? Play that. Yeah. Back.
So they have ability cards. They've got. I mean, hey, they know how to make a a cool video. That's for sure. They do weapons. Equip your sidearm. Beware of enemy tactics. Discovers you quickly. Yeah, vanquishers. If you need a, uh, uh, you know, rap for any of these videos, uh, suit on a call. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't, don't call suit on. <laughs> I, I I work weekdays. You energy class. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is really like yeah. this is a really cool video. They have really good animations and stuff like that on their stuff. They have a they have a really good team. One of their guys is really good with websites and uh, and video editing and all that stuff. I mean, like this is really like top notch stuff. You know what I mean? So, So doesn't it doesn't even say on here, but it just says it's an yeah. exclusive thousand pack print run. So you're wanting to get some, uh, definitely get them before they go. Yeah, they've got their booster boxes too. If anybody's uh, looking at, you know, getting like a booster box or something like that, they do have them on the website. Um, they're not—I don't believe they're the Kickstarter ones, obviously, but they do have, um, I guess, the regular edition uh, booster boxes there. Yeah, these so, dimensional rifts. It's always cool. And was that was that an uncut sheet next to the booster box? Did I did I just see an uncut sheet there? Uh, let me go back. Is that what I saw? I think it's no, it's no. a it's a mat. No, okay, play mat. Okay, oh man, that that was a I got a little excited. That's kind of yeah, I, though. I can't tell because it's so small, but yeah, the um, I, I won't let me <laughs> zoom in on it. I guess those are yeah, those are regular play mats, right? Yeah, those are cool. They have one of those, those mats. Cool. They sent us one of those mats. Yes, yes, they did. That's pretty sweet. Though. Well, I have one too, but I have it in the board game uh, style. Not the. I have not that the, uh, one. I'm pointing so you can see. Uh, they they got a lot of stuff on here. You can uh, yeah, you can pick up yeah. them. Absolutely. Um. They, so uh, yeah, definitely pretty cool stuff. I guess we could uh kind of transition into our pickups of the week. Uh, yeah. Just to also follow up, they right a little bit after our podcast is done here they if you go over to their twitch channel they usually do like a state of play every week that the vanquishers do but yeah yeah they do they do that on their they do that on their twitch and then they they put it on youtube as well so like if you go check them out on twitch you can watch it live if not you can always watch it on their youtube channel um so yeah definitely cool stuff i guess i'll start with the pickups of the week i haven't done a pickup in a while um but they were very very nice enough to send us some booster boxes and oh no 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 don't do that all right so they sent us some booster boxes um <laughs> i'm trying to see what the best way to show this off but uh they sent I like that these are kickstarter i think you could see it there there's a little kickstarter uh, on this side Kickstarter right there. So these are Kickstarter booster boxes. They sent us five of these. So we're going to, I'm going to have to ship these out uh, over to the guys, or maybe I'll just keep all five of them and pretend that, you know, they got lost in the USPS or something like that. Oh, and then we'll I'll write them all up. We'll riot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just make five different videos of it, but then like, it'll be like, it's the I same booster box. I'm opening it up. 
No, I wouldn't do that. Um, Hi, I'm Ren. I have a booster box that Zen sent me. Um, You're going to have to shave the sides of your beard, though. You can only have the goatee. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um, I'll probably have to lose some weight, too, just to, you know, (laughs) kind of make it believable. But, um, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Vanquishers TCG, for sending those booster boxes. That's actually really awesome, especially at their Kickstarter, because... I think I don't think any of us actually were able to get into the Kickstarter. I know I just I it was at a point where I had like I had done too many Kickstarters already and I was just like, oh my God, this is just really bad timing for me um from a money perspective. And I just I couldn't get into it, um, unfortunately. But they were nice enough to send some booster boxes so we can open them up. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then um awesome. I do have a bunch of shorts that are gonna be you know, coming up here on the Cardboard Axe podcast channel here uh, this month. Um, I've got a bunch of them that I made. So if you are into Otherverse, uh, I did get my Kickstarter from Otherverse. And she's blending in with the the background too. (laughs) Yeah, she's blending in. Uh, So I did get my Kickstarter from Otherverse. Um, I was a little worried about it because, you know, it had finished a while ago and I hadn't heard anything from them, but they finally got the stuff out. Um, but I created a bunch of shorts and I'm going to go through all this stuff that I got from other verse, but I'm going to show you guys, you guys are getting a little sneak peek. Um, but I did get some, see, I, this is not going to work, but I did get some cards. Uh, yep. No, that's not love that sneak peek. Yeah. Sneak peek. Uh, <laughs> It's going to look a lot better in the shorts, so make sure you guys. This are is just incentivizes all of you guys to yeah. watch the shorts. Yeah, make sure you watch the shorts. Um, never used a digital boy. This background. really sucks. No, yeah, this digital background sucks. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the cards are actually really cool for other verse. I'm a, a big fan of their hollows and a big fan of their art. The art is fantastic. If you're kind of interested in understanding what they're all about, dragons and waifus. So that's always nice. Um, so I got a bunch of stuff, including a couple packs. I was going to open one of these packs up, but my camera doesn't really want to play nice today. So I think you guys are just going to see a short about it. So um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's basically what I've got. I mean, I got a lot more stuff from Otherverse. Um, part of the Kickstarter. I just can't show it all here, but trust me, there's a lot of stuff that you guys are going to get to see on those shorts. So make sure you stay tuned. Yeah. That's be awesome. Awesome. Um, Sudan, while well, you don't really have a camera, is there anything you've been wanting to show off? <laughs> Did you see this wonderful box of uh, cookies that I got here? I got this box of cookies. And Honestly, I would believe it. I'd believe it. Chocolate chip macadamia. Yeah. That's a... Uh... Yeah, see, so can't, can't, can't do it. Yeah, I can't. No, <laughs> no. Can't we're actually pulling something there, out there. So. There, there's this. Uh, there's a bottle here and candy bar. God, yeah. I don't want to know what the bottle is. Um, I have a couple pickups. I didn't really have a lot, a but I found some good stuff. I'm going to show you guys. Um, today, as of recording of the video, is the release date of Wilds of Eldraine. You probably have already seen the short I'm doing on this, but uh, if you're into magic, Wilds of the Drain just dropped. 
really cool. Like, does anybody care anymore after the one ring was pulled? Like, magic doesn't exist anymore, right? Yeah, dude. I actually, <laughs> yesterday, during that live stream, I opened up my Lord of the Rings tin, which I honestly have no idea where I put it now. But I got that Lord of the Rings tin with um, Galadriel on it. It's super cool. I got some really good pulls. Now, speaking of um, the the magic cards, nice. I've, I saw a sorcery still around. I really like sorcery. I like the art. The kicks wasn't that a Kickstarter TCG? Yeah, yeah. I but I've, I've I saw I've heard a little bit about it. I don't honestly know anything about sorcery. All I know is that people are trying to sell their booster packs for like forty bucks each. Oh, really? Like, uh, the, the, no thanks. The art looks really good on it, though. It's like I guess it's kind of like magic, but the art. I'll of, just stick with magic, honestly. I don't know. I'm yeah. into too many TCGs, and my heart yeah. and soul is obviously into nostalgic, so. Trying hard not to even magic. Like I've, I still play magic with my buddies every now and then, but I try not to even like invest too much into packs and stuff of this. But my one of my other pickups is Pokemon, which I can't not get Pokemon. I got one of these Evolution tins, twenty bucks, Walmart. Go check them out. Five packs. I think there's two packs of Evolving Skies in here, so it's worth it, right? What the investor bros tell me. I found Lorcana in the wild. Wow. So I got, excuse me, a um, a starter deck, and I'm going to be probably doing a video on this and, like, how to play Lorcana, just a, like a quick, simple tutorial. I plan on taking this to my card shop to play in the free leagues while they're still free because of the, pro- the product crisis type of thing. Um, they're not charging for the leagues until they get their own product in from distributors so meantime i'm gonna be playing with a starter deck that's cool i don't know if it's good or not but it has a pack in there so maybe we can pull what is that one called what are they... is there a specific uh, like color or something the colors there? this one is amber and amethyst uh that is not going to focus um the gold is amber the yellow or the red it that's not red either that's purple is amethyst <laughs> i know colors i promise there was a post earlier I saw that Lorcana was trending, and they they had like a list of which sets were actually. Let's see, uh, they say the golly, I'm confused. Well, there's there's a Amber. place that has like tons of decks that people have built, but there's no like official meta or anything yet because they haven't started official play really. Amber Steel is supposedly the high one. Ruby Amethyst is the second. Sapphire Amber is the third. Sapphire Steel, Emerald Steel, and then you're Bug. you're literally just listing all the decks I don't have. So, thanks. <laughs> well, you said it's right. So, the last pickup I have was sent to me by Alpha Clash. Ooh, nice. And we've officially got their graphic novel. Or it's not a graphic novel. It's a novel. Um, 500 pages, I believe. So this book is massive, but we know the guys over at Alpha Clash have built a fantastic story. I am personally excited to dive into this book and read it and give you guys like some reviews and stuff on it. I know Sudan wants to read as well, so I do. It's going to it's going to make its round here with all the guys. Um but there's some information they actually wanted me to share out and I'll I'll put it all in the video as well when I do a uh my actual video for it. Um 
The Kickstarter campaign actually launches on September 19th for this, so it'll be less than a week away when this podcast goes live. Um, it ends on October 10th, so you have roughly a month to get in on it. Um, the campaign will offer the ebook, paperback, which is this, the hardcover with dust jacket and special edition books. So there's going to be variants. So if something you want to collect, it's definitely a collectible thing. Uh, um, the campaign will also have exclusive promo cards and other exclusive Kickstarter items. So you're not just doing a Kickstarter for a book. You're going to get promo cards and other things to go along with it as well. And That's then awesome. um, well, they provided us the link to the actual Kickstarter page, which we'll likely put in the description down below for you to click on that as well. So um, the only other thing that they said on here is that it directly ties to the Alpha Clash franchise and the ongoing war that they already have. So there you guys go. If you're into Alpha Clash, this is probably a must pick. <laughs> but that is all I have as well i know i'm uh, excited to read that once yeah no i mean it is a it is a large book um but stories like this especially it's superhero based i can tell you now it's probably going to be like one of those books that gets me going into like three four o'clock in the morning and i'm like oh i should probably sleep but and then <laughs> i don't sleep I'll probably read two paragraphs and fall asleep because sleep apnea sucks. <laughs> well, you know I, what the cool I, thing is? They're going to have that e when I read. Well, when I, you that's, so that's one of the things I'm going to do, though, to prevent all that is I'm going to get the ebook because I can put an earbot uh, earpod in while I'm walking around my job and driving and all that. And I can just listen to it at the same time. Oh, I, I don't have the attention span for that. That's uh, I get distracted <laughs> so easily. They'd be all like, and Jerry turned down the street and in front of him, squirrel. You know, that's uh, you know, I'm not like on something else. That's a weird part of the story. I'll accidentally well, cancel out the app and just, like put on a song or watch a TikTok video or something. And I'll be like, what was I doing? Oh, yeah. Three hours later, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Listen, I can't hold your hand and read it to you, though. So you're on your own. Yeah, I mean, you could tuck me in and read it to me, and then maybe, maybe rock on if your ASMR boy. voice. You could probably just do it for your ASMR channel and just read <laughs> chapter to chapter. Oh my God! Coming Man has to... tried too long to pretend to be God. The shout came from the crowd. Security escorted. <laughs> source. <of you>. <laughs> Sudan's over there. <laughs> the audio book by the by the Cap Squad. Sound yeah, so Alpha Sudo. Clash, if you guys need somebody to read your book in a soothing voice, let me know. It might <laughs> not be me, but I'll try. I could do it in a non-soothing voice. I could be like, and a guy. Could Wait, you can you car? do it in a non-soudon voice? Because that's what you said first. <laughs> I could do it in a non-soudon voice. What can be a non-soudon voice? I could do it oh, God, somebody let Smeagol back out. Yes. <laughs> but I could yeah. do a lot of things. I'm uh the only way I can get any books read is uh is by actually listening to them. So that's my favorite. I actually way got to do through it. yeah, I was I actually got through Game of Thrones that way. It's the only way I can do it. 
<laughs> the only reason I got through Game of Thrones is by watching it and knowing how it was going to end anyways, because it was predictable trash. Yep, pretty much. That's pretty much how I feel about it, too. <laughs> God, that was such a terrible show, but I digress. Have you seen that? Go back, to, Turtles? go back to Skyrim for if I want better storyline. <laughs> Skyrim was amazing story. I don't know what you're I still about. play that game. I'm not even going to lie. It was like, so amazing. Was it 15 years later and I still play the game? It's all about Starfield now because Starfield is Skyrim in space. I never... I were, uh... I want I something really space themed. I'm go for Vanquishers or Cosmic Collision of Nostalgics. I I don't uh, I I like the genre. I just never really got into Skyrim. Like I couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. It's weird. I tried Morrowind. I tried Oblivion. Didn't like them. Couldn't really get into them. Always got caught up in trying to steal everything. But Skyrim hooked me. I was. I was on it, and then I stole everything, and my Xbox like, I can't load this game, bro. <laughs> it, I, I, I had grabbed too many things that didn't have enough RAM. But, yeah, that's all I got for pickups of the week, this cookie here. <laughs> yeah. I think what uh, I think what really bothered me about, I guess, Skyrim and, like, that, you know, that series of games was, like, it was kind of first-person-ish. I guess you could do third person, right? I was but gonna like, say you could switch it out, though. Yeah, I guess you could switch it out, but it was like mostly like you could do. I mean, I guess like when I played it, I I played it as first person, and I didn't really care for it very much because like you'd go around, you got your sword or whatever, and then you swing it at like a bad guy, but or like yeah. an enemy, and and like but you like swing and it just like swings right through them, and it just doesn't feel like you're kind of battling. I, I don't know. It's just really Maybe weird. It's magic. Like, the magic is a pain in the butt in the game, but it yeah. is. I just don't even do it. Just give me a yeah. two-handed battle axe and wreck, <laughs> wreck don't forget to check out Ren's uh, live later this week. I'm yes. sure there were more reveals between now, which is Friday night, and when they uh, this comes out Monday night. Thank you guys for being here. Like, subscribe listen on the audio share with all your friends yes yeah. everything Sudan just said turn yourself around <laughs> that's what it's all about so i'm gonna do this taste test right now of this item that's in my hand you see uh, I'm, I'm liking the color here you say yeah, you we don't, see we, can't we see don't see it, so. <laughs> i got nothing i i got told i couldn't make crinkly noises on the freaking it made their ears cringe well, that was true. Yes, yes, that was very loud. All right, annoying. Well, that was a good, good ending there. So, Sudan, we're gonna, we're gonna go off your good ending there. And yeah, yeah, Crunch Rice Supreme. Later, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>